0: intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by ten thousand or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only one year of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 365 364 0714 thank you what i really wanted to show you was safety in general trucking so what happened last year was that is
1: a Charlie Sherolumbus, my guest for this week. Charlie's from the IHSA, the best kept secret in trucking. And Charlie and I discuss all the benefits and deep dive into the IHSA. Join us. Welcome to the Dog On It Trucking Podcast, where I get to talk to some of the industry greats. You can show your appreciation. By clicking a like, subscribe, and please leave a comment. I wanna know what your thoughts are. But with that, let's get on with the show. Hey, Charlie, welcome to the Dog on It Trucking
0: Podcast. How in the heck are you, my friend? Good. Good. Chris, how are you doing?
1: Excellent, excellent. Charlie, I wanted you on the show um, because I was hoping you could shed some light on what I think is the best kept secret in the trucking industry. Can you tell us what IHSA is all about?
0: Absolutely, so the best-kept secret, as you call it, the IHSA stands for the Infrastructure, Health and Safety Association. So the IHSA, probably it's easier for us to refer to it that way from from this point on, is is Ontario's trusted health and safety resource. Our goal is to improve the lives of Ontario workers the vision of the IHSA for self and safe and healthy workplaces, free from incidences, illnesses, and fatalities pass on. Okay. So I said a mouthful, I know.
1: Uh, and you did, and it was great. You recently joined the IHSA. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself and maybe um, your career path, just so that people understand what is available and what's out there in the transportation industry a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So my history or my my career path in transportation started over 15 years ago. I was a corporate trainer. So being a corporate trainer, I was looking for an opportunity and I was fortunate to get a job at Markel Insurance, which is now Northridge Insurance. Started off downtown Toronto in corporate training before moving into the risk services department, which was safety and training at the time. Uh, And I had to get a little bit more exposure directly with our our clientele at the time, which was only trucking. Markel was just trucking before uh, you became Northbridge. So I uh, continued there. I was there for 12 years working in safety and training risk services with some great people, designed some training programs, got to work with organizations, trucking companies across Canada. After 12 years, I decided to try something a little different and took a sales role with another company where I was helping companies manage their obtaining their abstracts, CVORs, criminal record searches, things like that. But then a few months ago, on March 2nd of this year, I started with the IHSA. I've had a pretty long history with the IHSA through something called the Fleet Safety Council, gotten to know them really well. I've been a big fan for a long time and the opportunity came up and I knew that this was the place for me to go. So on March 2nd of this year, I officially became coordinator for research stakeholder and public relations like
1: and how long was it before we went into the COVID lockdown after you started <laughs> your new job?
0: Probably about a week. I started on March 2nd and uh, the, my second week, We we were asked to work from home, and I've been uh, working only from home ever since, under lockdown. (laughs) So, trial by fire, I went right into it, uh, right into a health and safety association and into a global pandemic.
1: (laughs) Well, and what a way to start a new job. Absolutely. (laughs) can you, what's the purpose of, let's talk about IHSA a little bit. What's the purpose of IHSA, what's the goal?
0: Well as I mentioned before, I say's goal is to provide self safe self safe and healthy resources for different sectors across Ontario for employees, uh, to make sure that everybody is safe, healthy and reducing sense of fatalities. Uh, it's done by providing services, resources, training to help control and eliminate hazards uh, amongst the different groups. There's a focus on construction the construction sector, electrical utilities, and of course, transportation, where I fall.
1: Well, and that's how I know IHSA, obviously. I'm in the transportation field, and and they have a heck of a lot of resources available. Can you, for the trucking industry, and and maybe all industries as a whole, but specifically Mm -hmm. for trucking, can you give us some examples of some of the things that are available? Well, sorry, before we get into that, who's a member of IHSA?
0: Okay, well that's a fair question. So IHSA does have members and non-members, and essentially companies who are registered and pay WSIB premiums, excuse me, WSIB premiums into one of the IHSA designated sectors. So as I mentioned, transportation, construction, electrical utility, and aggregates are automatically members of IHSA because what happens is a portion of their WSIB premiums are redirected into IHSA to focus on prevention. So that enables us to create these these great resources to get back to the industry and support health and safety.
1: And so if you're paying WSIB and you're in those sectors, you're automatically a member, there's no additional fee? There's
0: no additional fees. Uh, Now there are uh, fee courses that you can take, but there's different pace or rate structures depending on if you're a member or not. And it really does depend on your, your rate group under WSIB. So for transportation, for example, there are several rate groups where you could fall. That includes general trucking, courier, miscellaneous transportation, school buses falls under that, lumber, uh, builder supplies, and I waste and materials, recycling is the other side. Hey, I'm going to throw a
1: question at you. And uh, I remind the audience you've only been with IHSA weeks. Well, I'm just curious. Somebody I know just recently took a new job for a—I don't even know what you call them—but they're delivering Amazon uh, parcels, right? So, and it's the part of the last mile group of people. And you know, there's a group of these companies, and I expect a group of expanding companies in that marketplace. If they're paying WSIB, would people like that be also part of IHSA?
0: So under Amazon, I would imagine that they can fall under that career rate group. So the employer themselves would fall under WSIB, which makes them an IHSA member.
1: Okay. I just, and I remind our audience that, you know, Charlie's only been here for a few weeks. <laughs> I asked them, but it's just because somebody I know uh, has taken a job in that sector. And with COVID and everything else, um, I just imagine it's an area of huge growth in the right now and for the foreseeable future. So I just curious, that's all
0: personal. Question. No, 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 it makes perfect sense. And I, what, what I will share with you is stat that I do know, and that is 35% of IHSA's membership right now is transportation, wow. which sounds really good. And then I kind of tried to drill down on that a little bit more. And that actually equates to over 271,000 full-time employees in the province of Ontario. So it kind of puts it in perspective right there.
1: Oops, sorry. Uh, hit the wrong button there. That's a heck of a lot of people. And that's only 35%. I wonder how many, and uh, this isn't a question because I wouldn't expect <laughs> you to know it. I wonder how many people are employed in transportation in Ontario. It that's already, a really good question. Well, it, it's got to be a huge amount of people because we know about Driver Inc. We won't get on that subject. And we know about owner operators, which are legit. There's Driver Inc., Mm -hmm. and owner operators. Those are people who own trucks that are totally self-employed because my company may only have one truck, for instance, and I'm the owner and I drive it. There's a lot of reason that there are people who don't pay WSIB, uh, huge, Um, just curious, anyways. Can, can you give us some examples of some of the services or some of the courses or uh, stuff? Well, there we're in COVID. What do you have to offer for uh, people who want to pick up some knowledge in the trucking industry about the resources that IHSA has for COVID-19 and truck driving?
0: Sure. We can start with COVID-19, which is, you know, since I started and really what I've been working on in my role, I'm going to be working directly with the industry, creating new resources, but obviously with everything that's going on is going to have you focus on COVID. Actually, if I could share my screen, I can I can show you what we've been doing. I have the, uh, the website up, so I can just start sharing. I think so, perfect. And what I'll do is actually, I'll start at the very beginning. So if we go to ihsa.ca, as you can see, we've got a, a temporary landing page now. People can go directly back to IHSA's main homepage, right. uh, but for now, because of the temporary closures and all the, the emphasis on COVID-19, we have added this section for COVID-19 resources, where when uh, people go, and I'll remind uh, everybody watching that this is open to everybody right now, so you can go in, remember, not have a look at this. But we've got an update on our facility and, you know, what's open, what's closed, which they're all closed right now general COVID-19 links and resources, but right here is the big one, which is sector-specific COVID-19 links and resources.
1: And sorry, so as you can
0: see, if, sorry, go ahead.
1: If I can just interrupt for a second, for those of our people who are listening and not watching, I will make sure I put the, sh- in the links to IHSA down below so that you can check it out after you've listened to the podcast.
0: Awesome.
1: Not, I mean, we have, you're on YouTube, but not everybody's on YouTube today, so you
0: know. No, fair enough. So I'll show you these two right here. So under transportation links and resources, you go to the page, we've broken it up into three buckets. So there's announcements and what we've done there is just shared industry announcements. For example, you know, the essential workers exempt from mandatory self-isolation. So that was updated on May 27th. We started to add those date added dates to make sure that everybody knows when it was put up and that it's relevant and to be looking for. Yeah. An update from-
1: Sorry, things are changing so quick. That date's helpful.
0: Oh, absolutely. And like we've we've all seen it. Things are changing sometimes, you know, the same day, if not the next day, right? There's new announcements coming out all the time. A resource for drivers to wear masks, border crossing That was a really big deal when that happened. And we're also sharing things like updates from CTA, the Canadian Trucking Alliance, or trucking HR Canada put out a little good document some resources there. So we wanted to share those, and make them available to the industry. And then a lot of what I've been working on with the team is putting up and creating specific guidance and best practice documents. Right. So as you can see here, we've got a long selection or long list of different resources that we've created, all done using a risk management methodology following a race format. So when I say race, it's an acronym for Recognize the hazard, so R for recognize, A for assess the, the hazard, C for controls, what controls are you going to put into place to eliminate or mi- minimize the, the hazard, and E for evaluate. So, it's like any other good process, you want to reevaluate everything, make sure it's working, and uh, keep it up to date and make sure that it's, it's giving the, you know everything that people need. Yeah, lots of examples up here guidance on daily decontamination. So an example of that is, you know, when a driver goes home, do they have a place where they can get changed and keep those work clothes separate from everything else? So they're not potentially bringing in, bringing in anything to the home that could contaminate their home area. Scrolling down here, guidance on fueling for vehicles for drivers during COVID-19. So that was a really big one. I'm not sure I'll click on that one just to kind of show you the, the format and what it looks like. So they generally have an overview. We recognize the hazards, so that's our R, and you know, and assess the risk. So we do know, and the COVID ones all follow a very similar form, format. Right. So we know how coronavirus is spread. Uh, coughing, sneezing, personal contact with an infected person and so forth. But what are the potential hazards when fueling the vehicle when I mean, you listen So they have to get out of the vehicle, they've got to touch that pump angle, the nodule to communicate that when they go in to pay, the entry door and countertop of the building could be contaminated, right, washrooms in the facility when they go up to the lottery uh, ticket kiosk, close contact with other individuals at the, the the peeling station. So these are risks that we know and have identified. And then we provide some controls. So the reminder to maintain physical distancing Specific procedures while at the fuel stop. So make sure that they're wearing appropriate PPE from the moment They leave the cab so make sure they have gloves on them extra hand sanitizer If they're using a shared vehicle wipe down that gas cap before you use it Wipe down the, the pump handle or the touch screen when you're selecting your, your fuel. So things like that. Yeah Well,
1: and if you're in a shared cab my goodness, they've got to, uh, assuming that you're not, it's not a team truck, but a shared truck, they have to wipe down the whole truck before the, a great deal of the interior before they should start driving.
0: Totally. And which would bring you to guidance on cleaning and sanitizing inside your vehicle during COVID 19. We recognize that's something that's going to happen. Definitely shared vehicles. And I'm glad you brought that one up. I'm going to jump back for a moment because these just came up the other day. And I just say has posted some self-help videos. One of them is sanitizing and cleaning commercial motor vehicles. So I won't bring this up, the link is obviously there, but for a seven minute long video where we actually detail how to clean the inside of a cab. Oh. Uh, so great instructional videos, you know, the other one that's really relevant here, I guess for, for everybody, is donning and doffing. Both with latex gloves, right? So we all know that you know gloves are appropriate PPE, or latex gloves can be, but there is a proper way to remove and dispose of them.
1: And I'll put links. Um, are they on YouTube? Those videos?
0: Yes. So when you click on Learn More here from the IHSa website, it does direct you to a page specific to those videos on YouTube, and we are constantly creating more, adding more resources to these uh, to these videos. Yeah. But those
1: two videos specifically are um, targeting, I I hope my audience, or at least the people like management who may say to truck drivers, hey, go watch this. So I'll put those links uh, directly to those YouTube videos in the show notes below so people can click on them directly and maybe share them.
0: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. They're short, they're to the point. I think like the cleaning of the commercial motor vehicles ones seven minutes long, or just under seven minutes. But yeah. you know, in this day and age, everybody's got some sort of a smartphone. You can easily as a safety manager and owner of a company, even just email that link out to your drivers and ask them to, to have a look at it. Yeah. Something as simple as that. But thank you for bringing that. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah. No, no, it's, it's all about getting, you know, useful information out to the uh, public. As I say, is the best kept secret. <laughs> I don't think it should be a secret. We pay for this, you know,
0: Absolutely. So those are the, the COVID-19 resources that we've we've put together. I guess I can give you back uh, control of the screen now.
1: Well, I was going to say, there we go. uh, Before you leave that, what do you have? Okay. So that, that was good for truck drivers and stuff. And I know there's a lot more resources on the site targeting truck drivers. But what about dispatchers or management stuff? Do you have anything like that on IHSA's website?
0: Absolutely. So I'll stick where I am right here. There's there's a lot of different ways that you can navigate to it. Actually, I did load them up. So I do have in preparation, I put up right here. So this is a full list and I'll just, I'll scroll back up to the top in a moment, but this is a full list of IHSA's training programs. Right. A lot of these training programs can be done at one of our facilities. They can be done at your facility, you know, wherever the customer likes, oh. uh, there are... Sorry, sorry,
1: before you go on, so you said I, IHSA or on site, so these are uh, human-led activities?
0: The majority of these ones are, we do have some e-learning courses on there and some specific transportation e-learning ones on there as well. Okay, so let's say e-learning, huh? go figure it out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's your hint right there. Well, when you bring up e-learning, like the first one that comes to my mind right now is uh, distracted driving, distracted driving. Yes. So obviously something that's near and dear to all of our hearts, especially those at work and safety and transportation. But, yeah, wide variety of courses you asked, supervisors or dispatchers. First one that I would think, you know, there's basics of supervising, right? So great course designed for supervisors. And you and I know, your audience knows that, you know, a dispatcher is in many ways a supervisor for that, uh, that time, right? So giving them those tools that add, you know, that one-on-one that course to give them the, the tools and the, the experience they need to manage that relationship, manage the... The day-to-day with the driver is really important. So that's one, but there are a lot of other transportation, you can see, they're not all uh, transportation specific because this is for all sectors, but nothing wrong with a dispatcher, supervisor taking a course on the highway traffic app. Better understanding that we've got hours of service. Another very big one for us. And I'm not scrolling too fast here but is here, Joint Health and Safety uh, Certification Part Two for transportation. You know, something important for for them to know, right?
1: Are you you suggesting that companies with 20 or more employees should have a Health (laughs) and Safety Committee?
0: Something like that, yeah, that makes sense.
1: (laughs) Now, specifically, I always forget whether it's, if the number is 20 or more, or is it above 20? Do you remember offhand?
0: I believe you're right around that number. I'm going to say 20. Yeah. Uh, give or take one or two. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say 20.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's 20 or more is a wording, but I'm, I'm yeah. I could be easily mistaken on that, but you know, there's something many companies I go into because they are 25 trucks and thereabouts. So they're way more than 20 employees. I know they don't have a joint health and safety. committee, And if they do, it's on paper only often. Because it's a requirement, and it's just it's kind of swept under the table, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that is unfortunate. It's, it's such a big piece there, and as, you're, as you said, it is a requirement too, right? I think getting people out to that kind of a training makes them more aware of it and takes it away from that just on paper concept that you mentioned, right? Yeah, it takes them to the next level.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: so that's the the course list. What The other thing I'll show you here while we're here, if you go to products, we actually have on this page free product downloads. So not everything at IHSA is, you know, you have to pay for. So there are safety talks listed here, bulletins, again, for all of our sectors, but you know, I was scrolling through the earlier, preparing for when we were gonna talk, a little information on who IHSA is, Fall prevention safety toolkit. You know, there's definitely a need for that across all industries. Keeping your promise poster. Quit smoking. Yeah. <sighs> as you, yeah. As we take a deep breath. Um, it's, it's, it's still smoking. These are all free available downloads. And you can see the the page is pretty long.
1: Health and safety advisor.
0: And mobile devices. You know, a dangerous distraction on construction sites. We know just as well of the the impacts that has in, in the vehicle. How about your guide to safe and efficient winter driving?
1: And that's a free download that you can so you can make it a poster, have it printed and post it in your facility. Send it out via email.
0: Well, this one's actually a booklet, so you, know, you can actually download it and use that as part of your safety talks, your driver's meeting, you know, winter's coming, get everybody prepared, get everybody ready. Just those little reminders, right? As you can see just from the cover there, I'm not sure how big that's coming out on your end, but you can see there's a a truck there, school bus, regular passenger vehicles, so it really does cover all of them as a a nice resource for safe driving during during the winter months.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at it because I need more five-minute safety videos, so You're giving me ideas here on top (laughs) of great five-minute safety videos for
0: uh, the Dog Speaks. And then uh, there was another thing I wanted to show you. We recently, there's an IHSA health and safety magazine that goes out. But our latest edition was transportation specific. This was a special edition just for, for focus on transportation. A lot of work's been done the last little while on on transportation so here you've got a safety talk on sharing the road with trucks but what i really wanted to show you was safety in general trucking so what happened last year was there was a risk assessment done in partnership with the ministry of labor training skills and development ihsa workers supervisors they brought in companies from across ontario and they were able to come out with the top 10 health and safety risks for general trucking. So right there, not going to be a big surprise for you, know what number one is, uh, distracted driving,
1: driving,
0: number one. Yep. You and I have had this conversation, right, about distracted driving. Yeah. And I know we both feel the same way, but it's not a big surprise, but driver fatigue, careless drivers on the road, driving conditions, lack of truck awareness, slip, trips and falls, stress. Inadequate or insufficient training skills and qualifications. Another thing that's been uh, really in the spotlight in the last couple of years. Well, uh, it'll,
1: sorry, I was just going to say No, please. Is stress. I wonder if they did the survey uh, now during COVID. I gotta believe, or I certainly believe, and Linda Corkum from um, the Nova Scotia Trucking yeah. Safety Association Melissa. also. We were talking about that and and that's another episode if you want to talk about truck driver mental health, but I got to believe that right now, truck drivers are under increased stress because of COVID and, you know, having to keep self-distance and having to keep cleaning and washing hands. And, you know, they're, they've got a high exposure out there.
0: They do. And it's great to see the recognition that's going out for truck drivers right now, but you're absolutely right. The the reality is we were all told to go into lockdown and those that were able and have that ability to work safely from home. Great. Try to limit our, our exposure outside. We might yeah. go grocery shopping once every week, two weeks. The truck drivers were out there. They were on the front line and we recognized that as well. And actually one of the COVID-19 resources that we, on that page that we looked at earlier was driver mental health, it's recognizing you uh, know the pressure they're under, the stress being away from their family during a very stressful time for everybody.
1: Yeah, it it is a stressful time. So
0: absolutely.
1: Can, so right.
0: this magazine is available for free download, or transportation companies can actually go online and order physical copies to share with their drivers. And there's there's we just touched on some of the resources. We won't go through the entire magazine, but it's a great magazine, and I really kind of encourage. Again, we'll add to the show links. It's right on the website, but it was really well done, and those top 10 things we've looking at that we looked at uh, are things obviously that we're going to be looking at as well as an association suit.
1: Gotta put, I'm sorry, I'm just making a note here. I got to talk. Link to magazine in the show notes. Um, and there gotta, you go. Is that a picture of our uh, mutual friend there, Mr. Gee?
0: That's Gee Broderick, yeah, from Apps Transport. He volunteered. Uh, he was part of that of that risk assessment. So he was one of the, you know, apps of one of the companies that came out and they also helped out by getting somebody out there to photograph me and the vehicles and some of the the interactions in and around the vehicle for the magazine. So, uh, yeah.
1: Cool. Let let me ask you a question. One of my favorite things, and I know you were involved with it this morning, the Hamilton chapter of, (laughs) well, you know, what's the relationship between IHSA and fleet safety council?
0: So I'll stop sharing the screen there. Yeah, actually the Fleet Safety Council, you're right. That's something that's that's near and dear to my heart, has been for a while. We talked about IHSA being the best kept secret, which I really want to change. I want to get that out there. But the Fleet Safety Council, in my opinion, is where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck as a safety professional, depending on the chapter. Very reasonable rate. It's about $50 a year to be a member. Where you get 10 meetings a year. They don't meet in July and August across Ontario with guest speakers. The IHSA administers the Fleet Safety Council. So we provide administrative support at the meetings for the conference, uh, the annual conference as well. But uh, there's a there's a really strong connection and relationship there. And that was actually my introduction to the IHSA many years ago when I first joined the Toronto chapter of Fleet Safety.
1: Yeah. Now, just before you move on, because I do want to talk quickly about the conference. Yeah. Where are the, before we do that, where are the chapters? Obviously, this is Ontario-based only. Uh, correct. Hopefully, hopefully, we have listeners from across North America, but uh, so you got to be here in Ontario. Can you name off some of the locations of the chapters?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so... Well, I mentioned the Toronto chapter, so that one obviously is right in the GTA, we meet in Mississauga once a month or when we can have uh, in-person meetings again, we've been meeting uh, virtually for the last little while, but some of the other chapters, you know, we start, there's an Ottawa chapter, Um, there's a, there's a chapter all the way at Windsor, there's a chapter in Sudbury, so regardless of where you are, we're trying to get all the outside areas there, London has a chapter. Hamilton, Niagara, you mentioned. So, the okay. Hamilton, Niagara chapter, and so, uh, one in Cambridge, Central Chapter, Cambridge Kitchener area.
1: And there's the North. Um... The
0: North is Sudbury. So, there's eight chapters, essentially. I think I caught them all there. I hope I did. Durham. Durham's got a chapter as well. Durham region. Used to be in Peterborough, and they meet in Oshawa.
1: Yeah, but almost anywhere you are based in Ontario, you have access to a chapter. And I... And let me, sorry, I was off screen there, but let me, I would encourage all the listeners, if you're based in Ontario, there's no better place, um, to get a lot of really good safety information and to meet fellow people. And it's like nine or 10 meetings a year. And the total cost is 50 bucks to a hundred dollars. You can't get it better than that. But
0: As I said, it's, it's something that's always been near and dear to my heart. I, I learned. A lot through the Fleet Safety Council and a lot of great people and to see you know depending on the meeting you know you could have anywhere from 10 to 50 people at a chapter uh, to see different professionals from different companies and business is out the door competition is out the door it's all about safety. Okay. and so they're willing to share ideas and it's, it's fantastic sorry yeah I'm going to say it's,
1: it's sharing I mean this is where I've met I've met People from Labour Canada, I've met MTO officers, I've met OPP officers, I, when I say met them, these are the some of the speakers I remember. Lawyers have been there, like the, the list of expertise that's brought in, and sometimes it's a member yeah. speaking um, on their expertise and sharing their knowledge. Uh, it's just a huge value, I, I really appreciate it. I wish I could get to more meetings. However, there is a big meeting coming up, I called the, the convention for the Fleet Safety Council. Can you uh, tell us about that?
0: Sure. So annually we have a conference, so last year we celebrated our 28th annual Fleet Safety Council conference. And I should preface that with saying the actual Fleet Safety Council has been around for over 50 years. Right. Uh, it's gone through a couple of different names, but now it's the Fleet Safety Council. We've had the conference for 28 years. We were starting to plan the 29th annual conference that for October 2nd of this year. It's a one-day educational event. We always have a networking cocktail party the night before. Actually, before that, we have a little bowling event for anybody that wants to go bowling. Again, an opportunity for members to meet each other, hang out, have some fun in the social environment. We have the cocktail party, the the evening event, and then we have the conference on the Friday. So we were planning it. We had our date set. We had our venue booked. I've been on the conference committee for, for several years. And you know we all started talking to a group of safety, health and safety professionals. And we made the decision to forego the in-person conference this year. Uh, decision was made to actually take our conference offline, well, online and have a virtual event, half day event this year uh, for the industry.
1: So cool. Do you have the dates for that? Have they been set?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's the same date that we were set to do the actual in-person conference, which was October 2nd. Uh, So on October 2nd, rather than do, obviously we're not gonna have a bowling event, we're not gonna have uh, any kind of a social gathering the night before, but we are gonna have a half day conference. We recognize it is difficult for, for people to sit in front of a computer for a full day. So it's a half day event, there will be scheduled breaks so people can get up, grab a cup of coffee, maybe check a couple of emails. So between our events, uh, our four different speakers that we're going to have, there will be a 10 to 15 minute break. And during that break, we're going to recognize our sponsors from last year. So we're actually putting this on without any additional sponsors. We want to recognize our sponsors from last year, recognize the industry. At the end of, you know, the big news on this, and I'm thinking this is probably where you're going to go next, but I'm going to beat you to it is, we're offering this to our members and to the public, uh, free of charge. Right.
1: Yeah, conference. I was just going to say you faded out a little bit there when you said free. Um, but, <laughs> free. Yeah. No, this is this is huge. It's free to everyone. You don't even have to be a member of IHSA. You
0: don't have to be a member of the uh, IHSA. You don't have to be a member of the Fleet Safety Council. And I really, you know, I encourage people are watching this to, to come join us that day because online we have the ability to reach much you know a larger audience yeah and I really think you know we're going to share a little bit of information of course with with everybody online about the chapters and like you said regardless of where you want are in Ontario it's probably a chapter that you can get to so I really hope that this is going to help kind of build our chapters a little bit more and get some more members uh it's exciting it's it's something different we're, we're all learning as we go along here at sure. Next year, the plan is to, you know, hopefully that everything is back up and running normal. Go back to our in-person format. So we, we really do like the social aspect of it. It is a very social industry. Great group for so this year. It's a free virtual event.
1: Yeah. So I would encourage everybody. And of course, there will be a link to how to register uh, for that in the show notes. So you just click on that link. Charlie, what else is on your mind?
0: I'm trying to think what we've covered, what we haven't covered. Actually, you know what? There was another, I'm going to go back to sharing my screen if you don't yep. mind. So, these are IHSA's Road Safety Solutions. So, we talked about a little bit about the training programs that are available. What IHSA has done is also put together distracted driving uh, solutions, distracted driving toolkit, preventing motor vehicle incidents, and road safety. So these are very simple to access. I think I've I've mentioned already the free distracted driving e-learning course. Essentially, that's just when you go in here now. We won't go through this now, but when you do click on any of these, all you're asked for is your name, first name, last name, email, your company. That's not even mandatory there. What sector are you from? So again, looking to see if you're from transportation, construction, or electrical utilities. You do not have to opt in for anything. It's just more so we understand where people are coming from and it takes you directly into that free e-learning course. Same thing with the distracted driving toolkit. You can go in and have a look at all the different resources, the safety talks, the posters. Uh, We talked about the time I spent at Northbridge. There's a, a beautiful distracted driving poster that's on there where at the time when I was working out of the Guelph Training Center, I actually ordered a few of them, framed them, and put them up in our classrooms. And this yeah. is years before I joined that, i say. Really easy to use step-by-step tools on preventing motor vehicle incidents and then the road safety toolkit. And then as you scroll down, this road safety solution here on how to build that program links to all the toolkits and resources and training that we have. So when you go in, Again, it's probably way too much for us to go through today, but you can click through each one and, you know, step number one is the plan. Click on more details. gives me everything I need to know about knowing what my responsibilities are. And these are all documents or links to videos on knowing what my responsibilities are when designing that plan. Getting that commitment, again, every tool. There's a motor vehicle incident cost calculator on there. Uh, motor vehicle incident cost calculator worksheets so all these tools that you know any trucking company or transportation company use but I like to look at these and think for those those smaller ones that are just starting to grow and you, you reach that point where you realize that you're not just that one or two three trucks anymore and it's a real business and you've got to start calculating things and determining them they're all here for you so that's just the plan, there's do, there's check, like all these different things on these steps that will walk you through in very simple resources. Awesome. So, I, yeah, wanted to share that one as well because I do think it's uh, it's a big piece and you know, again, happy to, uh, I'm, I'm proud to be part of this now and sharing it and, and getting the word out there because that's going to be the other part of my job too is is getting out there when, we, when we're back on the road and uh, working with industry and I'll go back to your very first statement, you know, uh, being the best kept secret. I've tried for years and before I started uh, working back to say, to tell people about some of these resources. And now part of my job is going to be to get out there and share that. With so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh,
1: that's perfect. Charlie with that, I think that's a great way to end the show. I awesome. Thank you for being on the dog on It trucking podcast.
0: Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Love the name of the podcast. I just have to tell you about it on so. the
1: <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. I hope you loved the show as much as I did. Please leave us a like, a thumbs up, a review, a comment, a rating, if it is in your heart. Thank you so much. And I do really appreciate your time. And join us again next week for another exciting interview.